the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Hey, thank you for tuning in today to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today's episode is titled, Getting Along With Others. Getting Along With Others. I have to tell you, I believe marriage is the best. See, I'm married to my best friend. My wife, Kimberly, and I, we met while we were in college. When we met, we were actually both dating uh, other people that, that we knew from, from our high school days. And it, we came to a point that we had ended those relationships. And through all of that, Kimberly and I became very best friends. And what was it? about that time that caused us to become best friends. And this is obviously in light of the conversation we're having today, getting along with others. So Kimberly and I, we had long and many and thorough and thoughtful dialogues together. We would talk, we would communicate, we would share our call about ministry. We would, we would just talk about our lives together. While we were in college, we also created memories together. We, we did things together, and, and this developed into a strong relationship that uh, provided opportunity for us to practice high trust with each other. So we were, were in this state that we were really getting along. And, and the truth is, I believe and feel as if we were made for each other. I don't know what your thought is or philosophy of marriage, but Kimberly and I were both committed to the same fellowship. We both had a—in church, and we both had a call to ministry. We both share uh, similar beliefs that that are important to us, and, and both of us know that God was and still is today the absolute most important thing. So thinking about getting along with others— when Kimberly and I became best friends, I learned several things. I still learn about her today. But I learned that she loves Winnie the Pooh. She loves all things Disney. She loves penguins. She likes her coffee with a splash of cream. I got to know her. Even as much as taking a vacation, she really loves to plan vacations. I, I learned this one pretty quickly. Daisies are her favorite flower. But one of my favorite things about Kimberly is that she loves Jesus she also loves being a mom, but she also loves being my wife. 
getting along with others. I think about this, and you know, many people enjoy great marriages. They enjoy things that I've just talked about, and, and the truth is no marriage is perfect. In fact, some people experience difficult marriages. I read this week that the divorce rate of first marriages are could be as low as 35%, as high as 50 uh, percent, depending on what statistics you look at. But second marriages have a divorce rate of 60, even up to 70 percent. Why is that? When we talk about getting along with others, we talk about the greatest joy in life, really, possibly could be getting married. Why is there so much difficulty? Well, some of the top reasons are there's a lack of commitment. We would understand that there is infidelity, there's fighting, there's arguing, there's finances that people disagree about. One of the common threads that sort of touch all of these ideas is is a, a, a weak or a lack of communication. So when we think about getting along with others, I think about just the marriage as an example. Communication is a key issue. See, lack of communication is a problem. Good communication could be a solution. But I want us to think about this when we think about marriage or we think about all of our relationships getting along with others. It's more than just communication. It's really all about relationship. Here's how communication helps and plays. I want to talk about it. It goes in six basic phases. Number one, we think it. Number two, I say it. Number three, they hear it. Number four, they judge it. Number five, they form an opinion. And number six, they have a perception. I'm going to talk about that. I think it. When I think about something, it's my intentions. I might think this about my wife, let's say. Hey, your sweater looks good on you, honey. Now, I don't say things like that enough. This is what I'm thinking, but I'm going to say it today. Like all of this goes through my head for a comment like this. And that could go really well. Or here's an example of how that could not go so well. See, I'm thinking I don't say it enough. I don't compliment you enough. So I'm going to do it. And I say it something like this. That sweater looks good on you today, honey. And what I think and what I actually say, quite frankly, can be two different things. What I thought is I want to compliment my wife. I don't say it enough. The sweater was an opportunity for me to say the sweater looks good on you today, honey. But then then my wife or they would hear something different. She might hear this sweater looks good on you today. See, people hear what you say, not what you mean. She might hear this sweater looks good on you today. See, my thinking is I'm complimenting my wife. But my wife might hear something different and she might judge those words. She might interpret it like, what's up with the sweater? (laughs) What about other sweaters? What about all of my clothes? What do you mean it looks good on me today? And we're talking about getting along with others. And this communication path is so important for us to think about. Because when people hear what we say, they start to form an opinion after they judge our words. My wife's opinion, now this is not an experience we really have, but she could say something like this. My husband does not like the way I usually dress. She's forming an opinion. Maybe she wants something or maybe he, maybe she's thinking he wants something or is up to something. And then this opinion goes to a perception. The perception could be my husband does not even know what kind of clothes I like. My husband does not understand what it takes to care for this family, to love him, and to be presentable every day. I have it 
hard. So this is just an example. I could have scripted this any number of ways, but consider the communication path. I think it, I say it, they hear it, they judge it, they form an opinion, and they have a perception. Here's the truth. Our intentions and others' perceptions are often different. I'm talking about getting along with others today. And here's something to keep in mind. We usually judge ourselves by our own intentions, but others judge us by their perceptions. See, there's often a gap between what we intend and what other people perceive. I'm talking about getting along with others. See, we want to have healthy, life-giving relationships. We want to have a healthy relationship with our spouse, with our children, or, and or with our parents. We want to have healthy relationships with our friends. And, and so how do we get along with others? How do we clean up our communication path so it's a solution and not a problem? One thought can be taken from Luke's gospel where we treat others like we want to be treated. Here's what it says in Luke 6.31. Do to others as you would have them do to you. See, healthy relationships do not stance from seeking what I need. Healthy relationships include investing in others. So when you think about relationships, don't think about what you acquire. Think about what you give or what you invest. Thinking about others first is what produces a strong, healthy relationship. So if you were to say, I need love, I would recommend that you give love. If you need help, my recommendation is help someone else. Give help. Maybe in a relationship you've been burned and you would say, I need honesty. I would say, make that investment and give honesty to someone else. If you were to say, I just need a little bit of encouragement, I would say be a person of encouragement and make that investment in the relationship. Let that be watered in your relationship as a seed that's planted. If you need friendship, I'm talking about getting along with others. I would say to you today, give friendship. So when you look at your needs or how you want to be treated, follow what the gospel says, Luke 6.31, do to others what you would have them do to you. The truth is this. Healthy relationships begin with what we invest, not what we receive. So many times we think, I know I need something out of a relationship from my friend, from my spouse, from my pastor. And we think about getting along with others is other people giving us what we need. The reality is this. God's calling us not to be receivers, but investors. In fact, this is what Jesus did for us. He gave his life that we would have eternal life. He looked at what we needed, and he gave exactly what we needed. He gave us hope. He talked about us moving from servants to friendship. And that came when he shared his mission and when he gave his life for the church. That's you. And that's me. So I'm talking about getting along with others. We used marriage as sort of an illustration. We talked about this path of communication, which we'll break down a little more. I think it, say it, they hear it, judge it, form an opinion, and have a perception. But here's the bottom line I want us to think about as we get ready to go to the second half of the show. Luke 6.31, do to others 
as you would have them do to you. So I'm going to be back in just a couple of minutes. We're going to continue talking a little bit more about getting along with others. So I want you to stay tuned and hold tight. You're listening to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. And I'm here to help you and encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. You're listening now on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. And we're back. Thank you for staying tuned. You're listening to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm Michael Smith, here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Hey, today we're talking about getting along with others. And one of the thoughts that we introduced was the communication path. And here's that communication path. I think it, I say it, they hear it, they judge it, they form an opinion, they have a perception. Now, this is an interesting thought and an interesting trajectory. But what we got into at the end of the first half of the show was this thought from Luke's gospel. Do to others as you would have them do to you. And here's the thinking there, that healthy relationships do not stance from seeking what I need. But as we talk about getting along with others, I want us to think that healthy relationships include investing in others. So we're not in a mode of acquiring or receiving. We become in a mode of giving or investing into our relationships. You know, oftentimes we give out of the need that we have and that need is met. And so I wanted to talk a little bit today. As we talk about getting along with others, I want to talk a little bit about what people need. Now, this is not a scientific uh, delivery. This is just kind of a from a, a coach and a leader and a pastor and a servant and a believer. Some things I've identified that people need. And here's here's one. People want to feel appreciated. You know, I've complimented and thanked many people that serve in the church. I'll, I'll say something like this. Thank you for greeting today and, and for greeting every week. You are amazing. You know, when I have said things like that, and I've, I try to always mean it when I say it, and, and I really do. People are important, and they're great at these kinds of ministries. And when you genuinely recognize and appreciate people, people's attitudes improve. I'll, I'll say thank you to, to my, my son for mowing the grass or taking out the garbage or my kids for, for doing their chores and washing the dishes and making their bed, and especially if I can catch them doing something without asking them to do it. And here's what I've learned. Even though I'm a parent of many kids, saying thank you goes a long way. I just look and love saying to my kids, you're just working really hard at this. And the same is true with your spouse. It's true with with anyone. I love it just by walking up to someone saying, hey, it looks like you got a haircut today. And they notice that. Um, but when you think, when you notice, it's good. But when you can notice something you can appreciate, we've tapped into something that people want to feel appreciated. More than that, people want to feel heard. When they talk, when they think, they want to feel like they're heard. And I, I want to say, I don't know if this is different or a build-out, not only do they want to feel heard, but they want to feel understood. And here's what I want to talk about today, thinking about getting along with others. Understanding 
begins with seeing it from the other person's point of view. To be understood means someone has to see it from my point of view. So I want us to think about this. Encourage other people first. (laughs) Philippians chapter 2 says, Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. See, when I look at my interests, I'm seeing life from my perspective. But when I look at the interests of others, I see it through their perspective. And what it says in Philippians is that each of you should look at the perspective of others. See, think about a church. We are a whole church, and if we put everyone else first, then we'll function as a body. And that only comes by giving people this kind of attention through our own humility. See, true humility is is really not self-focused. It's others-focused. It's not thinking less of yourself. It's quite simply thinking of yourself less. Consider others better than yourself. Putting them, putting their needs ahead of your own. This is humility. See, we can maintain a perspective of humility that supports our effort to put other people first as long as we focus on acting like Christ and being humble. So I want us to think about how we can get along with others. And I have seven thoughts here that I want to just dialogue through for the remainder of the show here. These are kind of tips, I would say, to help us get along with others. Number one, don't jump to conclusions. So sometimes people say something and it just rubs us the wrong way. I want to give us this recommendation. Don't jump to conclusions. You know, even if someone means what they say and it's it rubs you the wrong way, oftentimes what they say might be a little bristly, but their intentions are pure and they're right. I think about this as a parent. Sometimes we make the wrong decisions, but our intentions are are pure. So one recommendation to get along with others is don't jump to conclusions or give the benefit of the doubt, I guess, is one of the ways that I would say that. Number two, how do you get along with others? Here's a tip is give away trust. You know, people want want to be trusted. They want to give away trust, but that's a little more difficult sometimes. We want to trust people, but it's hard for us to give away trust. And so one of the things that earns trust is taking the risk to give it away. Trust people. Now, we might need to be wise. We don't need to be reckless, but giving away trust is a, is a tip, a recommendation to getting along with others. So don't jump to conclusions. Give away trust. Here's a huge one. Ready? Here's how you get along with others. Find a way to decompress. Sometimes things happen in life and life gets hectic and busy and we respond and we get emotional. But take some time to decompress. If your first reaction was always the response you give, then it gets you in trouble. Take some time and just decompress. Give your stress and your tension to God. Decompress. So we want to to don't jump to conclusions. We want to give away trust. We want to find a way to decompress. Number four, tip to get along with people. We want to forgive. That's what we're talking about today. Getting along with others. We want to forgive. Here's the truth. Every relationship that grows and develops and flourishes experiences forgiveness. So be one that's willing to forgive. 
Forgiving does not come from a context of what is fair. (laughs) It comes from the context of love. It's not fair. We don't deserve the love that we get from God. In fact, when we offer forgiveness, we reflect Jesus Christ. Here's another tip that I want to give us. Number five is talk nice. (laughs) Use kind words. Here's what it says in Proverbs 15. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. In the midst of chaos, choose to use kind language. Talk nice to people out of respect. So here's how we take some uh, tips to get along with others. We want to, number one, don't jump to conclusions. Number two, give away trust. Number three, find a way to decompress. Number four, forgive. Number five, talk nice. Because a soft answer turns away wrath, a harsh answer stirs up anger. Number six, rather than react to others, start a new cycle of behavior by initiating preferred actions. Now, this is a tough one. It takes someone that might know Christ and might have uh, the grace that God has given them to begin a new cycle. Because negative begets negative begets negative. Somewhere there needs to be a rebirth of the positive. Hate begets hate begets hate. There needs to be a new infusion of love. So rather than react to people, start a new cycle of behavior that initiates preferred actions. And then lastly, I like to say this, stop being a teller and begin to inquire. Don't just tell people things. Inquire of them. Because when we tell, we reveal our intentions. When we inquire, we unearth theirs. So don't jump to conclusions. Give away trust. Find a way to decompress. Forgive. Talk nice. Rather than react to others, start a new cycle of behavior by initiating preferred actions. And lastly, stop being a teller and begin to inquire. You know, you might be interested in learning more about how to put these kinds of things into action, and we can do that as a discipleship coach. You could actually visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com and complete a free coaching readiness questionnaire, and we'd love to respond to that and coach you in your life, your discipleship path, your spiritual life, personal business, really any area of your life. We're here for you at Your Discipleship Coach. Visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Also, Feel free to follow this show and to follow the podcast, Your Discipleship Coach. I want to say thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Today's show has been brought to you by Professional Coach University. Maximize your potential at Professional Coach University. You can become a certified coach or invest in yourself through personal development opportunities. Just visit professionalcoachuniversity.com to learn more and sign up for their email and see their opportunities. But I want to thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. It's been my pleasure to be with you. As always, I am for you. Even more, God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? You're listening now to Your Discipleship Coach on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life.
Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.